Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome once again to your favorite beer and movie podcast, everybody. This Hi. is Hi. That's Johnny. Yeah. I'm Max. This is Fresh Hop Cinema, a weekly podcast where we cover two craft beers and a movie, all within the course of about an hour. We cover each other, too. Yeah, and we'll get to all of that. But first, just want to tell you how this show works. If you've never heard it before, Welcome. That's always the first thing I like to say. Hi. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Uh, um, hi too. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi too. Hi too. Hi as well. Um, so this is what happens in the show, guys. We cover a beer. It's a new beer. In this case, this is a beer out of Auburn from Crooked Lane Brewing. We talk about that beer. We've never had it. You've never had it, right, dude? Nope. Cool. We've never had it. Then we haven't seen each other in a while. We're gonna let you know what's been going on in our lives. Then we're gonna take a break. We're going to come back and we talk about our movie. This week, we're talking about Eighth Grade. It's a film written and directed by Bo Burnham, a stand-up comic. We're not going to spoil anything because this is a new movie. Very rarely offered, it seems, in large cinemas. So maybe you haven't seen it or even heard of it. And maybe this can convince you to go see it because we think it's very good. Yep. So again, no spoilers for that. We take another break. We come back. We talk about a second beer. What? What? <laughs> this is madness. Uh, and today, that second beer is from Lagunitas. And there's a tie-in that Johnny will probably make of why we are specifically covering that beer. We're going to cover it, then we're going to get back to eighth grade, and we will spoil some stuff. So if you're avoiding spoilers because you haven't seen the movie, once you get to that portion of the show that we call The Danger Zone, put it on pause. Come back and listen after you have seen that movie. So yeah. without further ado, I say, per use, we jump into this beer. Let us di- dr- let's dive nose first. Let us drink. Let us Let us drink. Let us drink deeply. Yeah. Tell me what I'm drinking deeply yeah, of. Yeah, right. So as you're you're imbibing upon this, what you're drinking, it's called One Two Punch. Like I said, it's from Crooked Lane. They're out of Auburn, California. It's a 6.5% New England IPA. I almost said. The New England. I almost said North Eastern. I always, I never know what to say. So I'm just going to read what they say. It could be North England inspired. That's true. What region of England the is North, inspired by? The North New England? The Northwest. Right. So this New England inspired IPA celebrates what we love about hazy IPAs with unbelievably juicy flavors off the charts hop flavor and aroma with a twist we infused peach and mango to send this beer into tropical overdrive that is from crooked lane's website uh like i said this is a 6.5 percent beer johnny hmm. thoughts it's all right okay it's all right that's not a bad way to start no it's all right i'm kind of medium on it right now i should say also on the on the label it says a peach and mango hazy ipa is it a peach and mango flavor you're getting yeah okay and i think it's a, a little bit more right up in you than i was ready for oh really it's like hi here's some peaches and mango we should talk palates i'm coming off coffee you're coming off green tea yeah i'm inclined to think that your palate's more ready for this than mine so i'm gonna take my first drink and let you know what i think okay yeah it it pours a really nice light really light yellow very very hazy can't see through it uh very bubbly as good beer should be yeah i suppose so two things one when i took that drink one of my mustache hairs fell into it that was unappealing that's good luck but is it true is that a thing just like if a fruit fly lands in your beer it's good luck is that really a thing yep i hate when that happened to me a couple days ago Uh, it's good luck man that means we're gonna have a great podcast i actually like this beer a lot yeah um it's it's very fruity but but not like cloyingly sweet no i think it it caught me off guard because it's it's fruity and it's got that peach kind of tartness yes almost a tang to it which i was not expecting usually with this style of beer it's it's that mushy orange flavor 
So this adds kind of a new element, and I think it really captures what a fresh peach kind of tastes like. Sure. I like um, that. I, I guess I'm, I was wondering when I was reading the description before I tasted it, why they said New England inspired. And I think that's about right for the description because it isn't like you were saying that, that overly sweet orangey kind of thing, but there are those, those fruity notes that you would get out of a New England with kind of the body of a West coast IPA, the body and the finish. Yeah. It's nice and bitter and it's real crisp. Yeah. I, I dig this beer a lot actually, man. Yeah. Um, it took me a second to figure out what I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, there's a lot of information being presented to your mouth. Yeah. No, it's good. I um, I don't know how much I've had from Crooked Lane before this. They're pretty new. Okay, because yeah. I don't think I've had any of their beers. Not necessarily new in in practice, but new in availability. Okay, because when I think of Auburn, obviously I think of uh, Needy and Moonraker. Yeah. I don't, you know, maybe there's something else, but now there's obviously this, but maybe I'm missing stuff. Do you know of any? I think that's about it as far as ones that I've had beers from. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any more, really. So this one's pretty good, man. I've had like one other one. I think I had a double or something from them that was nice. Uh, but this is this is really pleasant. Yeah, I'm actually getting a lot more mango than peach. Yeah, yeah, especially on the on the back end. There's a lot of mango finishing. I like that. Well, yeah, because mango is very similar to hop flavor, just because it's piney. It's got like a pine nut flavor mm. or pine not pine nut, but kind of a pine tree taste. Okay, I've, I would I don't know that I would have made that connection, but I could I could see that. I think. Um, When's the last time you had a mango? Yesterday. <laughs> Was it? Yeah, it was dried mango. I've, okay. It was had a little sugar on it, so maybe hmm. it's a little different. But yeah. Fresh mango, I always thought, had like a piney finish to it. I love mangoes. Mangoes are pretty good. There is an Indian comic whose name I don't know, um, and he talks about how white people say they love mangoes, but we don't. Indian people love mangoes. He tells the story about like how like they would all just sit around as a family and his dad would talk about this mango he had in like 1986. <laughs> and it's and it he was the story would be like, and it's it was such a juicy mango, and that was the whole story. And then they'd be like, Dad, tell the mango. It was I don't think it was a Samanaj. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I just seem horribly uh reductive yeah. of Indian stand-up comedians. You know, that brown comic. The one, yeah, and I'm sure he's never gotten that before. Right. Anyways, the point is, uh this is very mango-esque to me. I wouldn't necessarily call it piney the same way that I would maybe a more traditional West Coast IPA, but I could see some of that because there is a lot of the, like we said, body and finish of a West Coast. Yeah, like I really like very it. good. Yeah, I like the hot presence for sure. It makes the beer not seem too squishy. Yeah. You know, that's, excuse me, burping. Yeah. We're yeah. drinking alcohol, guys. Yeah. Carbonated alcohol. I'm going to just give in and start burping into the mic soon. Please, please don't. <laughs> Um, no, this beer, I like it, man. It's, it's not that you see, I'm, I've whined so often about yep. East coast beers yep. and how they just taste like squish, like squishy old oranges. This really, I like the inspiration. Yeah. I like that they called it that. Cause it definitely, it draws from that. I like the juicy notes up front. The fruit is, are, there's a lot of it, but I don't think they went overboard so far that I would dislike it. Yes, I completely agree. And I also think that this is very approachable at 6.5%. It's not like a lot of those double hazy IPAs where you're getting into like the eight and a half, nine percent No. This is a great sipping beer. Yeah. No, this is nice. And it finishes with some hops, so you still feel like you're drinking beer, not a smoothie. Yes. It's very good. I'm going to take another drink. Yeah, I wasn't ready for the amount of fruit. I really wasn't. I Usually fruit is a little bit more subtle. This one is definitely more... It takes over the front half of this beer yes. in your mouth. It's it like, does. hello, have some fruit. But you know what? I kind of dig it. I don't know if I could drink more than one 16-ounce can. Okay. But I know I could drink a whole 16-ounce can and not get tired of it. 
I would drink the crap out of this. If, if they, I don't know if it comes in a four pack or, and maybe we'll get to where we can find it in this area in a minute, but you know, I would drink a few of these. This is really great to me. I think it's especially the peach and mango. And we've talked about this before. Once you see it and you're, you're looking for particular flavors, you find mm-hmm. them easier, but it's very much peach forward. And then mango finishing to me, yeah. which is very, very lovely. No, I like it. And if you're in the market for a somewhat hazy, definitely juicy fruited IPA, I think this would be right up your alley. And if you live in Chico, yeah, we Where got this, this tonight at SNS Produce. Perfect. And pop by there. It is very close to a coffee shop, and that is necessary for this podcast. Yeah. It's kind of a one block stop shop. Yeah, we've done some stuff recording wise out of order recently. So I can't remember when we talked about this, but it was one episode we talked about how some, or me particularly, forgot or forget, I forget that there are some, some like really awesome beers at places that are not branded as bottle shops like grocery stores is a mm-hmm. great example like the co-op sns new earth have they have great selections yeah that i wouldn't necessarily go to they're without just, knowing that they just kind of hide yeah uh what does this cost hmm i don't remember i bought a bunch of beer for the show tonight so ooh, i think it was a single wasn't crazy expensive i'm gonna say it was 449 that's a really great yeah, guess i've got our receipt <laughs> hey that's really handy yeah so five bucks pint can Still cheaper than what you're going to buy out at a bar. Yeah, and it's it tastes super fresh. I would love to see. While you're looking for that, the, uh, the canning date. I want to say the comedian I was thinking of is Hari Kondabalu. Kon- okay. Wait, hang on. Hari Kondabolu, I think is how you'd pronounce it. Nice. Now that we know that guy's name, which I'm going to check him out. It's a really funny bit. I'll check it out, man. Well, did you see that on Netflix? I think I just saw it like randomly pop up on Facebook. One of those little like bits. Yeah. That you just, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. Do you want to know when this was canned? Yeah. Sorry. I'll tell you Thanks. when this was canned. August 7th. August This okay. year. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, this is roughly a month Perfect. Old. It's You taste real fresh. Yeah. It's, it's very great. nice. Very refreshing and very local. I mean, there's a reason the word fresh is in refreshing. Am I right, everybody? Mm, it's Boom. like a refreshing podcast yeah. about Boom. hops and cinema. So many booms. Oh, you're just booming it up. Booming there. it up. Uh, let's. We should rate it, probably. Yeah, let's go, boom boy. I lost my pen. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, hang on, I got to think of my number. I have my number. You're very boombastic. You're going to be surprised by my number. Max is so fantastic. Ooh, can't wait till... I, never mind. I'm not even going to say anything that could implicate time at all. <laughs> what is your rating for this beer, dude? Oh, I'm going to give it a seven. Ooh. I like it, but I don't like all, all the fruit. Like, it's good. Okay. I, I would drink it maybe once or twice more, but it's definitely not something I'd gravitate towards. But I will give it all the credit in the world for being really good at what it is. Okay. It's just not necessarily my cup of tea. Sure. Fair enough. It's really fruit forward. You ready for mine? I like more IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a nine. All right. I love this. Yeah. It's really good, man. Yeah. I mean, also we're still somehow, uh, you know, we're in early September and it's hot out and you I got to wake me up when September ends. I yeah. will. Um, no, I'm, I'm still like really mad that it's hot. So anytime I get a beer this refreshing, I'm stoked. Yep. Um, and until it starts raining, this is perfect for me. I like it. I'm ready yeah. for it to rain too, by the yeah. way. So this is one, two punch by crooked lane from Auburn. You can find it around town, I'm sure. Or you, if you go to Auburn, hit up uh, the breweries we mentioned and grab a couple of these to come back home yeah. or wherever you live. And bring me some. Yeah. Uh, before we jump into Hot and Bothered, uh, I wanted to say if you do get a chance to drink this beer or any beers for that matter, you can reach out to us. We're on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and we're on Twitter. Um, I think that's it for the mm-hmm. most part. Oh, and we're on Letterboxd. We should say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe more in the movie segment, I suppose. In any case, we're at Fresh Hop Cinema at all those places, and we'd love to hear from you. It's a lot of fun to know that there are people 
that hear our stupid voices out in the world. Yeah, let us know what you think. Okay. Get at us. Get at us. Young Maxwell. Yeesh. What has got you hot? Yeah, man. I So, okay, a couple things. Or bothered. Yeah. Let's see. I probably have a few. But in the interest of me having a cohesive thought, I know that you for sure have a hot that you want to hit. I'm and a bothered. And a bothered. Why don't you start? So they lead one into the other, and I'll start with the bothered because chrono- chronologically, yeah, sure. That's how they happened. Great. So one thing happened before the other. Chronology happened in my weekend. So it's one of my favorite weekends in the universe. It is Beer Circus weekend. This was last weekend uh, down in Petaluma mm-hmm. at the fairgrounds. There, it's the big giant, big 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 giant. Lagunitas party. Yeah. It's if you, crazy. If you want to know more about Beer Circus, listen to our episode next week, because <laughs> that's how that works. That's the order that these are going to be released. So last week or next week. I'm talking about Beer Circus right now. I know. I'm just saying next week we talked about how you were going to go to Beer Circus. I don't know what's happening. And we talked about it a lot. Okay. So I'm sure there's lots of details about Beer Circus. There's different locations. And you'll learn about that next week if you're a listener. And you're going to learn today, too. Correct. Okay. It's probably easier that way. So this is coming at you from the past slash future. This slash... is from the current. The next week's episode is from the past. Boom. Whoa. Crazy. I don't, I can't keep track of all I know. this. So last time I said something like that, I had to go back and edit because I was wrong. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't know. It doesn't man. matter. I just work here. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know when this is coming out. This could be coming out next year. So you went to Beer Circus. Yeah, man. So point. we're down there. We're staying at the Ever luxurious motel six there in petaluma word man, you can't get a better room for the buck though I'm telling you it's a great Fair. value so i don't know if you've ever had anything like this happen i would love to hear if you if you have me personally I, yes because okay. i know you stay in a lot of hotel rooms you travel a lot yeah so the check-in experience at this motel six was quite standard okay yes you get a key yes, yes park the car nothing crazy's happened yet so me and the lady have all of our luggage and a cooler full of beer and a, I have a handle of vodka in one hand. And it's just, we look like we're ready to just party down yeah. for the weekend. I've got like some flip-flops like strapped to my back. It's crazy. Sure. We get to the room, open the, like put the key in, yeah. open the door and the TV's on. Okay. That's a thing. Yeah. But then open it the rest of the way and there's shoes. And then there's mm. a dude sound asleep in the bed mm. that we just woke up. That's awesome. <laughs> So not great. No. And he's like, what the, what are you doing? Right. And we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us this key. I'm t- giving it back. Lock your door next time. Bye. Right. Like who just sleeps without the deadbolt on? Yeah, I don't know. Monsters. Or even like the, this, the, you know, the latch. Where you That's what over. I meant. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the ball lock thing. Well, these have like the thing that sticks like this and then the fork type yeah. thing goes over. I know exactly. Nobody probably the, understands what we're saying. I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. Yes. So... That's my bothered mainly because I bothered someone else so much on accident. Uh, yeah, I had to go back down to the office and have like a really awkward conversation with all my crap in my hands. Yeah. Like, hey, I didn't order a dude with my room. And also you might have to comp that guy because I just walked in on him sound asleep. Yeah. Can you imagine someone giving a key to your room and they just waltz in? That's how I feel when housekeeping comes in. I don't like hear them knock and they open the door. Oh, yeah. But I can't like at least I know they work there. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're just a random stranger. Hey, I'm Johnny. Get out. Yeah, I'm here to clean your room and grab your dirty towels. I want to know if that's ever happened to you. No? No. Nothing? Not no. Not even no. Me neither. I've never heard of it happening to anyone else. Shouldn't happen. being given a key. Like, did you not know the guy was in there? It kind of makes you wonder, 
and I'm sure this can't be true, but like, what if just, what if she told you the wrong room accidentally, but like the keys open all the rooms? No, they Probably wrote not. down, and I like how you just assume a woman made an error. It no, was I didn't. a man. I didn't say that. Mm. Did I? Yep. You think she gave you the wrong key? That's because I think women are in positions of power in the world. I think they would be in charge of They're that. They're the key holders? Yeah. It's a nice That's save. I, thank you much. Great save. <laughs> uh, no, the, the middle-aged bald dude okay. wrote down room 247 on the piece of paper and said, here's your key. Yeah. Go to room 247, dude. And there's an old, there's a young woman having herself a good time in the bathtub, and then she turns old and chases you with a knife. Yeah. Shining, maybe? Yeah. 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 Right. And then there was twins right. down the hallway, but the hallway was dilapidated because it's Motel 6. And yes. there's no hallways. All the hallways are outside. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that was true. an adventure. I have another question then, if you've never had that happen. What's it like having room service come into your room? I've never had that. I guess I should have said housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping. You've never had housekeeping come in? Uh-uh. I always tell them to go away. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. I mean, no, they don't like come in, come in, but like they'll open the door and they'll be like, housekeeping. And I'll be like, No. Get, I, but like I'm half asleep or I am asleep. Okay, but what would they do if you let them in while you were while you were in there? They don't come in. Oh, they're just they're like just, yeah. Like the second they realize someone's in there, they're like, okay, not our place. So like, if you were like, yeah, come on in. I've done that once because I was like on my way out and I was like, no, that's fine. I'm leaving. And they were like, we'll just come back. Oh, weird. I got other rooms to clean. So it's more just to see if you're in there. Yes. Because they did that on a day where we were staying another night. So I'm like, this isn't like an end of stay visit. No, but they clean your room. That's crazy. I've never had that happen. Yeah. Maybe they've done it when I wasn't around. Maybe. This was all leading to a hot. Yeah. So the hot's the beer circus. Sure. One of the most tremendous beer festivals I have ever been to. Uh, The emphasis is way more on the revelry and party and costumes and fantastic shows that they have. There's all kinds of entertainment. Uh, It's a spectacle. I mean, their whole thing is like, see things you can't unsee. It's just kind of a, a rolling sideshow with like 6,000 people. It's tremendous. They take over a whole fairgrounds. There's three giant circus-sized big tops with burlesque shows. And then the one had in the middle had like a music stage where there was like bluegrass bands playing with a DJ. And there was a wrestling ring. They had like ex-pro wrestlers and like some tiny little person luchadors out there. And all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, burlesque shows, like I said. And then the main stage, there was bands playing and contortionists and fire breathers and a dude like like doing handstands on top of chairs. Just ridiculous stuff. That's great, man. I Do we have photos? Uh, there's a few. There's a lot that I can't show. Sure. Yeah, I get, <laughs> um, based on everything you said. Yeah, that, makes sense. that and it was like 90 plus degrees in Petaluma where no one's used to having it that hot. So right. no one was wearing any clothes. Is that So I guess I assumed... That there would be because you, what you're describing to me could be like Burning Man, kind of. But aren't there rules? Don't they have like you said no clothes? You don't mean no clothes? No, not you? like no clothes. There, there was tape. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was like pasties, like rave rave attire. Yeah, kind of. But like clown circus. But also, people just dress up in whatever. Like as long as you have a cool costume. The the cap of the night was this band called Max Sabbath. They dress up like the old McDonald's uh, characters. Like the Gr- Hamburglar, Hamburglar, Grimace, and then Ronald McDonald, and they cover Black um, Black Sabbath songs and change all the lyrics to be about like hamburgers and McDonald's. That's a that's a very specific thing to do. They were very specific, sure. but it was really fun. And well, good. Man. They dress up in full costume. Long story short, if you've never been, you should go to the beer circus once in your life. Yes. I would love for you to go with me. I don't know if I could handle that. I would go for it because it's a couple days, right? No, it's one day. Oh, it's just one it's day? It's five hours. Oh, I could do that. It's noon to five on a Saturday. 
Well, the way, yeah, the way you described that, I thought that was like, like a few days of debauchery, no. hedonism, and dude, okay. everybody gears up for just five hours of okay. just going hard in the paint. Deal. I will do that. That sounds fun. It will be fun. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to talk real quick then. I over the past, well, it doesn't matter. Recently, I was able to be a part of the small town big sound thing happening in Chico. It's happened four years in a row, where a group of people by the name of Uncle Dad's Art Collective puts on a showcase of 15-ish local songwriters, has all their songs rearranged for an orchestra. Um, I can't think of how many people were in it, but it was like 20-ish people. Nice. Full string section, some horns. That's cool. And I got to sing my song three nights in a row in Chico and Weaverville in Orland, and it was a blast getting to bond with all the people. And um, Can I know. ask a couple questions? Yes. What song was it? It was called Lately. I love that song. That's it's, off your newest record, right? It's off my newest record. That's really cool, man. I love that song. Did they get any recordings of that? Yeah, there's nothing official, but I think, or actually there might be. I heard somebody took a like a multi-track recording of it, and there might be some video. So if that comes out, you'll be the first to know. I'd love a link to that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So that's exciting. It was a blast. I had so much fun. And now it's kind of preparing for this tour and... Have you ever done anything with like an orchestra or strings or anything? Nope. That's cool. It was terrific. I was very, very appreciative to be a part of it. That's got to be a highlight of a musical career. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It was a nice little flourish of extra creativity to have. Totally. Gearing up for tour. That's bad. Yeah. I like it. You know, it's actually not true. I did play with an orchestra and a band uh, when I was in middle school. Oh, okay. I hit my stride in eighth grade. Nice. You peaked. Speaking of which. Oh, snap. Do you want to take a break? Come back. Talk about this film. And then see where see where this afternoon takes us. Let's do it, man. I'm happy you're not bothered about anything. Let's yeah. take a break and get into eighth grade. Hey, everybody. You know that we're a Chico-based podcast. So if you are a Chico-based person, go on down to Secret Trail Brewing and grab yourself a beer. Drink a beer as you listen to this show. They are located at 132 Myers Street right here on the south end of town. They make delicious stuff. And they support this podcast. Also, every Monday, they have an Explorer series. Johnny, what is that? So every single Monday, they crank out a beer that they've never done, and they might never do again. That's right. One single keg is available during their normal business hours from 3 to 9. Every single week, it's something different, new, exciting, maybe even crazy. That's right. Again, that's Secret Trail Brewing Company right here in Chico at 132 Myers Street. You can go down there, or you can follow them on social media at Secret Trail Brew Co. Live and drink off the beaten path.
The trailer for Eighth Grade, everybody. I love it. Written and directed by Bo Burnham. Eighth Grade tells the story of 13-year-old Kayla. She endures the tidal wave of contemporary suburban adolescence as she makes her way through her last week of middle school. The end of her thus far disastrous eighth grade year. She has to deal with puberty, clicks, and anxiety that defies, defines, defies. Yeah. That defines everybody's teenage years, but with the added pressure that comes with her generation's obsession with documenting their lives on social media. Mm -hmm. This film came out uh, September 10th of 2018 in wide release. We actually saw it um, in limited release at the Pageant Theater here in Chico. Yep. Quite enjoyed it. Um, Another A24 film. Yeah, yeah, another A24, which is uh, which is great. And I think I actually read that wrong, didn't I? This came out July 13th. I was reading our domestic total, yeah. which was September 10th, mm-hmm. which, uh, since we brought it up, is around 13 million, which is great because it has not seen the light of day in too many theaters. Mm-hmm. But I think it should because it's very good. It was really good. Yeah, it's an hour and a half long. It's rated R. I would say it's a coming-of-age comedy. It's uh, rated R for some language stuff and some suggestive things, but yeah, nothing right. outside of the realm of what most teenagers live through today. Yeah, or slightly less. Yeah, right, exactly. Sure most teenagers' experience is a lot more graphic. Right. Yeah. Uh, our main character, Kayla, is played by Elsie Fisher. This is her first film. She is the age that she is portrayed as, which is, I think, very key to what makes this movie work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other person I wanted to mention is her father, who is played by Josh Hamilton. His name is Mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, straight away, thoughts on this movie? I really, really liked it. It was unique in its like feel, because there hasn't really been this story in, in film for this generation that is now existing in the eighth grade realm. So it really tells a tale maybe that someone like you or me that is much older would not really have thought about before seeing this. So it's really nice to see that that perspective taken. It's unique. Uh, it's fascinating. It's a weird look inside what children might be going through now and how much it's changed since like even I was a kid. So overall, fascinating movie. I really dug it. Yeah, I think Bo Burnham is interesting because he is not a 13-year-old girl, obviously. He's a twenty, late 20s uh, dude. Yeah. And I think this movie hits this nail so strongly on the head. It, it's, I'm, I'm blown away that he could kind of... Um, kind of step into Kayla's shoes this honestly and in a way that I think Bo Burnham is, is right between being a kid and a f- too old mm-hmm. to understand um, what a person this age might be going through. Cause I think a lot of the time when there are coming of age movies that deal with the subject matter here, it's done from sort of a higher horse angle, like looking down on children. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very much putting us right there and empathizing with this character in a way that most of us can probably relate to from when we were younger. Yeah, and you think about the movies that have done that, like I immediately think of The Breakfast Club. Sure. That was filmed and written and acted through the eyes of people that age. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't that looking down. And the movies that look at that on an equal playing field really stand out. Yeah, I think it's the best way to do it. I mean, it's the way to to humanize all the characters, but then in a way us and bringing back our own experiences into these situations. Yeah. Also, this movie's really, really funny. It was so funny. I laughed out loud several times. I oh, think yeah. The, the interplay between Kayla and her dad, Mark, is is so spot on. And I don't have kids. You don't have kids, but... Um, I have friends that have kids. And we've had parents. Yeah. Like, I was a kid. I, I remember those moments. Like, everything is is the end of the world. Like, even though I didn't have the cell phone thing growing up, I remember the feeling of, look, I'm just trying to eat my dinner. What? And he's just your parents are like, I just want to talk to you. Just being a parent. Just trying to yep. love you, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I think, I think the 
the emotional stakes that this movie achieves through day-to-day nonsense Mm -hmm. is amazing. Like when you're that age, everything is the end of the world. Such big feelings in such a small body. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's the beauty of Bo Burnham's direction here and his perspective is that we can, we can go through that with her and we're not like, Oh, what a dumb teenager. This is, it's not like the entire movie. We're just like, okay, this is going to pass. She's an eighth grader. It doesn't matter. Every moment matters. The pool party matters. The karaoke scene matters. Every text matters. Everything. It's yep. every. It's it's the highest stakes possible. Every and, and video, I felt that. Every vlog that she makes that only one person watches. Yeah. yeah. I was reading an interview that Bo Burnham did. I can't remember. I think it might have been Variety.com. And talking about how... Because Bo Burnham initially was kind of an internet breakout. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he was a singer and he did piano tunes that were kind of dark satires on social stuff. Mm-hmm. But he acknowledged that, you know, 99.9% of people on the internet do not reach millions of people. It's these kids who just make something because mm-hmm. they're branding themselves and they, they're they trying to craft their own identities in this world where like everybody's doing it and you always see what everybody's doing. And it's very strange. So he wanted to kind of tackle what it might be like for somebody who doesn't have the exposure and yeah. still tries to do it. Yeah. I was listening to fresh air with Bo Burnham and that really made me want to see this movie. Yeah. And he was talking about the, the people that vlog that like they might not have that many followers, but there's these certain little things that happen in every vlog. And he said, it's always starts with, Hey guys, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. automatically just assume there's like thousands of people watching you. Right. It's like us with this podcast. Hey guys, you know, what's up? uh, What's up the world? Hey everybody. Welcome. Yeah. And it's like, all right, make sure to rate and review and subscribe. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if I'm talking about us or her at this point. Both, man. Both. Please. Yeah. Please. We need Gucci. It. Gucci. Let's sign off like that. Yeah, that'd be time. great. Uh, that's the other thing, too. Like, that's never explained. We just know that she has this little catchphrase that she has probably taken from somebody like, Gucci, mine now. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Elsie Fisher's great in this. She was. She was fantastic. There's a there's a monologue around a fire. Or not a It's a conversation, but there's really long bits of dialogue from, from she and her father. Mm-hmm. In that scene, because I've seen this movie twice now. Uh, you know that people listening don't. I saw it once in Reno and then once in Chico at the pageant. Um, and that scene got me so much harder the second time. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's, she asks her dad at one point, um, does it make him sad being her dad? Yeah. And then kind of he asks why. And then she explains why she would be sad if she were her own parent, which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know. Totally it's, the end of the movie. Yeah. No, I mean, end ish. It's like the so. most impactful scene, though. I think that might have been my favorite scene too. It's it's a great yeah. scene, man. I think it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So what what's the plot of this movie like? If if you've never heard of this movie, what's what's the arc? What are we looking at? I think for her, it's mainly navigating life. Mm-hmm. Like life is her plot, right? Specifically now. the 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 last couple of weeks of eighth grade, right? Yeah. There's a lot of like high school is coming up I, yep. kind of feelings. Yeah. She wants a boyfriend. Mm, yeah. That feeling of having a crush on someone that doesn't know you exist and like not being able to form a sentence. Yeah. And who is by the way, just like an averagely kind of douchey kid, just spindly little like, do- douchey. Just, yeah. yeah. Just he's there. But I, I love the way that he is shot in this movie. It's so yeah. fun. Like it's, it's everything uh, slows down. Yeah. Like obviously we're, talk, we're talking about a teenager, so I don't want to be like, he's so sexualized and it's so funny, but it is kind of, well, yeah, it's, it's harmless. It's but, sexualizing him in a way that Elsie Fisher's character would be looking at yeah. him. Like he's so dreamy. Yeah. You know, that's what it's like. It's yeah. not like I'm going to hit that. Right. You know, I also think like Bo Burnham's uh, sense of songs is great. Like I, I mentioned, I think on the podcast a while back, his special make happy, mm-hmm. which is interspliced with, with songs. And he's just got a great 
a great sense of timing for that. So like the soundtrack in this movie is so well used. Yeah. Um, that sail away song we were talking about is so great. It mm-hmm. was in the trailer, but, and even just the, the score, like, I don't know if they were songs, but just like the big, yeah. Like those ramping into slow motion for what's his face. Yeah. And they're yeah. super loud and there's nothing else happening mm-hmm. and it's just super intense and focused. It was really cool. Yeah. The sounds built an atmosphere around the scene and they conveyed emotion very well. Yeah, I think it's also really nice that this movie kind of puts us in the headspace of of not only somebody in that age, but somebody who is not confident. Yeah. That's a hard thing to get across, and it's it's hard to get us to empathize with that person. Yeah. But she does a really good job of describing what that feels like at one point in the movie. And I think we should mention the dialogue here. It's not polished movie dialogue. Yeah. It's re- like tons of likes and ums and uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, And then like, you know, in like, okay, so in her videos, right? She'll have a video. She'll say, hey, guys, the topic of this video today is like, um, it's like, you know, trying to just make the, you know, like make the best of like the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's all like that. Like this movie is kind of tough to get through the first time in that it was hard to track the dialogue. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, also all of the kind of the crossover scenes with seeing what she's looking at on her phone, just like scrolling in front of us. Mm-hmm. Very effective. Yeah. Makes me hate social media. It, it captures that, though, that consumption that it has, you know? Yeah. Social media consumes people. Yeah. And it becomes their universe. Like, there's one scene that really was not, like, impactful in, like, a dramatic way, but it, it just made me think. And it was like, whoa, that's crazy. She gets up and does her makeup and does her hair. Oh, man. And then gets back into bed. Yeah, to do the hashtag woke up like this. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that sucks because you know that, like, people do that all the time. And it's just like, you know, you could get deep into the ideals and the 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 bar that's set for people and self image and thinking you have to be perfect all the time. And that's like, that's just lame that the world's like that. Yeah, it's interesting because people that we know, yes, have social media, but also have responsibilities like bills, yeah, and jobs. And mm-hmm. and for kids that have this, it's just that, yeah, right. Like they go to school and then they have this. They have mm-hmm. social media. That's the world. Very strange yeah. to me. I, I'm cautionary to sound like the kid at the table in the mall, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a very damaging. Well, I don't know if we'll spoil too much of it. It's it's in the trailer a little bit. He asks, like, when did you get Snapchat? Like, basically trying to make the assumption that she's wired different. People of that age are wired differently. Um, and that's there's nothing worse, I think, that you can say. That, well, there's several things probably worse, but very damaging to be like, you're different than everybody. Mm-hmm. You're weird. Like, your brain is wired differently. You can't relate to us. You're, you're not, strange. Yeah, like, you're not the same as us. Yeah. Um, that was a powerful scene to me too. Mm-hmm. And then there's everything. Her dad is so great. I love him. Yeah, he's a he great is. Dad, he is just, a good dad. Just like trying his best. And then it's it's just him and her. Mm-hmm. And I like that they don't harp on that. Yeah, not too much. It didn't. It doesn't even come up until that conversation. Yeah, which I, w- I was surprised. I thought it would be more of a central plot point, mm-hmm. and it was really not mentioned except briefly at the end. Yeah, which is nice because mm-hmm. it would have been kind of an easy out to have your movie based around the fact that like her mom's not there. Right. You know, you see that that has an impact and it doesn't need to be spelled out for you. Agreed. You know, and I really dug that. It was a subtle way to tell that story. Yeah. Just the effects of it. You don't need to beat the nail that's sticking out. You know what I mean? Yep. It was good. It was good. Do you think we should rate this? Are you ready to do that? I think I am. I think I am too. I I need to, I'm going to look back on my letterboxed thing real quick. I want to see what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, Because I want to make sure I get this right. But 
it's I'm I'm flirting between a couple different numbers here. Okay. That are very, very close. Yeah. Do you have yours? Yeah. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. That is much lower than I expected. Yeah? Okay. okay. Well, I mean, this isn't like gonna be my favorite movie ever. Okay. Um, but I really did enjoy it. It, it, it does that thing that you want a movie to do where it lets you see through someone else's eyes and it does it so well that you immediately have empathy. And, you know, I remember having friends like this character when I was that age. I remember yeah. seeing a lot of, I could see a lot of myself in this character as well. Just awkward and weird. I mean, everyone's awkward and weird in eighth grade. Yeah, that's so, true. So, I mean, it was really, really well done and it was an interesting take. Because, like I said earlier, there's no movies that have really encapsulated this time period mm-hmm. for the current generation. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be like my all-time five. It, but 8.5 is good. 8.5 is I'm good. I'm happy with that. I think that's as a reflection of me. 9.5. Ooh. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Yeah. And, and I think my rating system often leans heavily on whether or not I think a movie is important two people sure and i think this one is you definitely give it extra points for that yeah i think i think i've said this maybe before but like movies at their best have this ability to kind of convey truths about people i think this movie would be more important for parents of people in eighth grade than eighth graders right Pro- now yeah, for sure because i think this is one of those movies too where people won't appreciate it at well at that age of course yeah um although i don't know maybe maybe, maybe it's seeing a reflection of yourself especially in maybe not in kayla but in sort of the people yeah. surrounding her like the two like the popular girls, you, quote unquote. You have to be a pretty woke eighth grader yeah. to get that kind of perspective. But. Also, I dig that kid. What's his name that she meets in the pool? Yeah. What's his goofy, what is a remember. goofy little kid? It's the real popular girl's cousin. Yes. Who's super sweet. His name's like Glenn or something. Yeah. It's like that. He's great. Yeah. And I think his, his, that actor is awesome too. Yeah. I love their chemistry. Yeah. They're, they're, when they finally, when they hang out again towards the end, it's so funny mm-hmm. we'll yeah. talk about that in the danger totally zone, so tell me why this got a nine five it's just it's so important and i think it's so well acted and so well written there's this is the most honest film i've seen about any eighth grader ever hmm. and i think that's an important thing i think the tone of us or even the tone that bo burnham took for us as audience members to look at look at her as just a person with very very strong emotions yeah not as a kid who's gonna have to get over this eventually it's a true that's what i was gonna say like Obviously, this is an A24. This is a movie that A24 would jump at because mm-hmm. it's this portrait that depicts honesty about a human life. And I think it's so, it's just so well made, man. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Can't wait to see if uh, Bo Burnham makes some more movies. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So, 9 5 for me, 8 5 for you. This is eighth grade. It'll be available somewhere. If you can't find it in a theater, it'll be out on DVD. It'll, you should buy it. It'll be around somewhere someday. Yeah. Just, Somehow, just somewhere. It. It's worth your time, I think. I think we should go to a break. Yes, we should. We'll come back. We'll talk about our second beer and we'll spoil eighth grade. See you in a second. If you have a hankering for a delicious meal and an ice cold draft beer, you should go down and check out the handlebar. You absolutely should. That's a craft beer bar and restaurant here in Chico. Longtime supporters of this podcast. They have great beer, great food, and most importantly, a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6. Johnny, what is the big deal with their happy hour? Every single day from 2 to 6, you get $1 off any craft beer. So you save a little bit of money, get yourself a great meal, a delicious ice-cold beer, check out their patio. Dogs are welcome. They're all ages now, up until 10, too, so you can bring the whole family. That's right. That's the Handlebar here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Get down there. Grab a beer. Welcome to the danger zone. It's going to get dangerous. That's what I was going to say. Not in that tone, but I might have. That's, oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. We're going to cover our second beer now. This is related. As Johnny said, he went, do you want to say this or do you want me to? No, man. 
Which one? No to what? No. Nah. Nah, dog. Johnny went to Beer Circus, which is put on by Lagunitas. We're going to drink a Lagus. Here we go. A Lagus Nidus? A Lagus Nidus. Uh, a Lagunitas beer called the 12th of Never Ale. It's an American pale ale. It's 5.5% with 45 IBUs. You can either read this, my friend, or I can read it. All right, you ready? Yeah, go for it. The magical, mystical 12th of Never is a blend of old and new school hops that play bright citrus, rich coconut, and papaya-esque flavors, all on a solid stage of English puffed wheat. Tropically hoppy, light yet full-bodied, bright and citrusy. The 12th of Never Ale is everything we've learned about making hop-forward beer expressed in a moderate voice. Pale, cold, slightly alcoholic, and bitter. It's all we know. Here's the thing. It says, in a moderate voice. And specifically, if you could not remember, it's saying a hop-forward beer expressed in a moderate voice. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's true. I I I wouldn't call this moderate. It's moderate in that this is their lowest ABV beer. Is it really their lowest ABV? Correct. Their Pilsner clocks in at over 6%. That's not good. So this is their most moderately ABV-ified beer. Yeah, but I mean, flavor-wise, it's still very... It's got a Lagunitas malt taste to it, and I think that's hard to avoid. I don't think I've ever had any of their beers except maybe... Is it Citrus Anisus? Is that them? Yes. It is, right? Citrus Sinensis. Sinensis. Um... That's maybe the only one I've had that is not a stout mm-hmm. that doesn't taste super Lagunitas. Um, they didn't put their stamp on it. You know what I mean? Right. Same with like Sierra Nevada beers. Mm-hmm. You can always tell there's a certain... There's that mushroom stamp. Just, yeah, there you go. It's on there. Um, I do like this okay. Yeah? I don't love it. Okay. We've both had this before. Yeah. Uh, it's not a new beer necessarily, but yeah. it is... Uh, we're drinking, what is that, a 19.2 ounce? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty affordable as far as I know. I know they sell them around movie theaters and stuff, um, and they're. I think they're uh, around movie theaters. Yeah, there's a few movie theaters. That, like, well, Reno actually. Ah, uh, okay. That, I was like, that's that's, that's just an odd. Like, they they sell this beer. They sell it around movie around theaters, movie theaters you know, around the corners of doing a trench coat. You want to buy some twelfth and never? <laughs> hey, I got something for you. What you need? So, for example, I think at this particular case, this was two dollars and ten cents. Nice. So very affordable, which should be accounted for when we get around to rating this because that's. You know, for two bucks, that's mm-hmm. a great that's a great price, and it's light. Yeah. Do you mean flavor or alcohol or both? Both. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know if I would call it light flavored. I mean, there's a lot of flavor here. Well, it, when you think about Lagunitas beers, like their IPA, their trademark flagship, it really lingers in the mouth. That's true, and it punches you like a sack of wet cats. Yeah. And this one kind of massages you, and it says, "Hey, I'm here." But like I'm just passing through. Yeah, it It'll does. Be okay. it, it does. It does mellow out pretty well. It finishes pretty smoothly. I just don't know if I love what's going on before the finish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so you mean how it tastes? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything before the finish is me. Yeah. Um. You know, it's here we go. It's fine. Tell me why. Why is it fine? I just I wish there were something more unique about it. I know it's an easy drinking daily kind of ale, but um, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the what I think it's the malt that I'm getting is mm. is not it's not something I enjoy. Okay, for that reason, I'm going to give this beer a five and a half. See, for me, this beer is one that I would reach for way before the last beer we did. Interesting. Yeah, I like its simplicity. I like its lightness. I like the lower ABV with a still heavy craft taste. Um, honestly, it was a nice uh, beer to drink all day Saturday at the circus, just because it was it's light enough. You're not going to die. Yeah, for sure. I know, I'm going to give it a, a 6.9. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always liked this beer as kind of just a standby. But it doesn't make it to 7 for you? No. All right. 
Seven does. I think seven's a new a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a new hump. Like five point eight and six point nine, I think, can be pretty close. But like seven, whoa, yeah. So, oh, different. you like this? Yeah. I mean, I do. It's like That's you gotta say it with like your eyebrows up. Like no, you like, like this. You really like, this one, like it. You like it. Yeah. My eyebrows did not move. No, this you is like a you like it seven and above. Oh, you like this? That's when I say you like it. That's when Max says it's fine. Yes, exactly. Although my this is fine to your I like this. I think yours is higher. Obviously, six point nine to five point five. Yeah, I think your equivalent of me saying this is fine is when you're like, eh. Mm. I think you just kind of go, eh. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Nuh-uh. So this is better than this is fine for you. This is better than eh. I like how our rating system just being reduced just to grunts. grunts. Yeah, all day. Meh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's it's cool, man. I like if if I had a case of these, I wouldn't be mad. I'd totally drink them. Yeah. But they're not anything special that I would jump at. Now, where does it fall for you in the echelon of Lagunitas beers? Okay. So I'm a big fan of the Where's Waldo. Mm. I like that, the the Waldo Special Ale. Mm-hmm. But that's a seasonal kind of a... It's like a 13% triple yeah, IPA. You don't just drink those. No. Um, I actually really like Lagunitas' IPA. Okay. I think it's a very well done West Coast IPA. A little malt heavy, malt heavy obviously. Um, the Citrus Anensis, I really enjoy. What else would I? What else am I missing that you think is maybe a is a staple? Uh, a staple would be Maximus. Oh yeah, I, that's killer. that's another one though. That's like another like nine point something that will punch you right in the wiener. And then they had uh, their what is it? Undercover shutdown yep. from when they had the the shutdown. Yeah, that's like a nice coppery. Yeah, and that one's ten point something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they do a lot of these heavy hitting beers. But I do like I do like the Maximus IPA. This is one of the first ones I grabbed. I was like, oh, my name's on it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And it was good. You know, my it's, buddy it's actually fun. named his kid after that beer. You named his kid after a beer? Yeah. Who's name, your Who's your his buddy? Name, his name's Maximus. No, who's your friend? Oh, Brian. Which one? My buddy Brian, who works for Lucknitis. I'm gonna give him so much shit. Sorry, <laughs> why? Well, number one, that's an awesome name. Yeah. Uh, two, it's after a beer, and you well, can't slash not that. the Gladiator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his son had like a heart surgery okay, before yeah. he was born. All right. All right. Okay. And then like I at least one or two after. So sure. he's like a little gladiator. And I'm right. like, that's a nice save, dude. Yes. You named your kid after a beer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But also his wife listens to this podcast every single episode. Is that true? So shout out to Charlotte. Oh, hey, Charlotte. That's yeah. great news. She listens more than Brian does. That's awesome. It's great. Yeah, that's great. Well, She's hello. probably doing dishes right now. She says she puts it on when she when does she dishes. Does I put I put podcasts on when I put when I do dishes, when like cleaning the house in general. Mm-hmm. Um and then driving. Those yeah, are my two I main Never ones. listen to podcasts around the house. It, really? Yeah, the only uh, music. If I'm doing housework or stuff, I'll put on music. Usually something upbeat heavy that's funny because well usually when i listen to music it's um i'm very actively listening mm. which is true of podcasts as well obviously but i have a hard time like not sitting down and just vibing out to music so i need to put on something that i can be moving mm. yet engaged with okay and music is usually too involved that makes sense so podcasts are easy there's certain bands i like that just are so riffy like red fang is great for mm-hmm. housework because it's just you just get in the vibe you feel the song it's yeah. good but yeah. yeah i'm like really want to listen i think we different kinds of music you listen to yeah that's true. even for me like certain kinds of music i'll want to sit down and pay attention to totally it just depends yeah well let's let's move on past 12th of never by Lagunitas. if you guys taste this of course let us know we'd love to hear what you think maybe it's more than a eh, or it's fine maybe it's an it's an amazing beer maybe it's a, oh my god or maybe you hate it in any case let us know it's always fun to hear but we're gonna get back to eighth grade maybe talk about some spoilers favorite scenes favorite moments which is similar to scenes but different um, favorite songs. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. It's a danger zone. That's yeah, get weird, man. So you want to go first? You want to see where your brain takes you? Yeah. I want to talk about the, the scene 
uh, after the mall scene when we were we oh, were speaking shit. a bit about yeah. consent and yeah. certain things like that during the break and uh, set it up for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, so there's this scene where young Elsie Fisher's character, what's her name in the movie? Kayla. Kayla, thank you. I'm dumb. You're good. Don't mind me. You're fine. Our listeners know this. I'm dumb. <laughs> Anyways, so she has to go to like high school preview. Is yeah. that what they kind of call yeah, it? Yeah, that when, makes sense. When you're graduating eighth grade, you get to go to the high school and follow around a person you in high school. a shadow, a real high schooler. Yeah, and in this case, it was a senior. And the senior ge- girl that she w- that uh, Kayla was following around was the only person of school age up to this point that is nice to her. Yeah, I mean, it was very... And, and did you do anything like this when you were in high school? No. I remember when I went to my high school... We got to, it was not when I was in eighth grade, but when I finally got there, it was like the the week before we started, um, or like might've even been, I, I don't know. It was right in the beginning of the year. So we just went around and we got teamed up and it wasn't one person, but it was like, or it was, it was one person, but it was like three of us to one person. Okay. And it was actually really nice because it's such a daunting thing. You go to this new world and there's all these big kids, right? Remember when you're in eighth grade, like high schoolers look like giant adults. Yeah. Um, it's very intimidating. So I remember for me, it was very helpful. So like this idea that Kayla would find a girl who is helpful and by the way, very nice to her. Yeah. And just accept like, she's like, you're awesome. I think you're cool. You're the cool. Like, it's so nice. Yeah. It was very refreshing. empowering. Yeah. Yes. Continue. Um, I never got to do cool stuff like that. Yeah. I, I was homeschooled all the way through I high school. I always forget that. Cause it's fucking weird. Stereotypically, you don't seem like somebody who you would think of as a homeschooler. And I'm sure I know homeschool people are normal. But there's a stereotype. Thanks. Just addressing Yeah, I I don't know if I would pigeonhole myself as particularly normal, but well-adjusted. That's a good point. At the least. Yeah. um, Yeah. In society. Like, I make friends okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, most of my childhood was spent alone, though. It was great. You're you're supposed to have a teacher or something, right? I guess. Your parents are... What? Is that who it is when you're homeschooled? Is it usually your parents? Yeah. Because I know you can get, like, tutors and stuff. Yeah, you can. No, it was it was parents. Why were you homeschooled? It was weird. Now's not the time for this. I, I mean, suppose, it could be. I mean, like given given our recording situation today, it's probably not. But um, I would love to know. My parents are slash were pretty staunchly uh, Christian. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I wouldn't say right wing, but pretty on the conservative end of the spectrum. Okay. And they had had a lot of hard times with my older sister in high school. I didn't know you had an older sister. I have two older sisters and an older brother. Really? Yeah. I'm the youngest. Um, Maybe I did know that. Okay. So I think they kind of um, saw what her high school and junior high experience was like and um, wanted to keep me, I mean, sheltered. There's sure. no way around that. Yeah. But I mean, in best intentions were to save me bullshit, essentially, and also kind of control what's being inputted, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting because you, with those descriptors, you are not that way. No, you don't seem like somebody like you don't strike me as somebody who was very sheltered. I mean, just like stereotypes tattoo wise. Yeah. Like that's not what you would attribute with that. Um, it didn't really stick. Yeah. Um, I started thinking for myself and thinking yeah, outside the box. Works. Yeah. And was like, you know, when you shelter someone to such an extreme and they hit a rebellious streak in like high school, they're going to go even further outside the box and look for different ideas. And I've been trying to expand my mind since kind of that awakening, like later in, in my high school years where 
there's a whole wide world of ideas and thoughts as far as education and religion. And I had to go rent a book from a library to learn about evolution and real science. Interesting. Um, things like that. So, because yeah, my curriculum was all Bible based. That's, yeah, that's so. St- Mike Probiglia, one of my favorite, I'd say my favorite comedian. Has a, he says this thing where he, I can't remember which show it's in, but he, he asked the crowd, like, anybody here go to Catholic school? And like a bunch of people raise their hands. And he's like, hey, you can always tell people to go to Catholic school because they're atheists. Right. <laughs> now, um, which is uh, obviously a, a generalization, but I, it's one that I appreciate because, I mean, you really do in these situations, like, get things, a one-sided thing just kind of jammed down your throat yeah. for a long time. And you don't know any different. I don't want to say any better, but you don't know any different. Yeah. It's like, that's it. And then by the time you realize there is something else. You kind of soak it in. I I equate it to for a lot of my young life, I was looking at the world through a straw. You mm, ever take sure. a look at a map and you look at it through a straw? Yeah, I got you. And you take a step back from the straw and realize the straw is just a tiny, minuscule part of the world and mm. everything in it. And you realize that maybe everything you were brought up with isn't exactly a hundred percent the only way to do things. That's so scary too to realize that. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it was really interesting learning that later in life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, long story short, that's kind of my background with education. And uh, maybe that paints a picture as to how I've meandered my way through life and become who I am. Yeah, okay. It's It's been a weird journey, man. So all this to say... I didn't get to go to high school right. shadowing so Kayla people. Kayla has a shadowing situation. I think um, if I can be completely blunt, please. I kind of resent this movie a little, and I might have not as rated it as high Ooh. because I didn't get that experience. Like, yeah, because we should explain. Like, this is a very formative experience for Kayla. Yeah, it's the first time she's not the weird, quiet girl. Yeah. Yeah, I think you heard in the trailer she wins most quiet, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. That's a fucked up thing. That's a fucked up like, thing to have. What? Like, like I don't know who. Maybe it's like harmless people think yeah, it's fine. They're harmless, like the most chatty and the most quiet. Yeah, but oftentimes I feel like the quiet kids are are they're quiet because they don't feel confident. Mm-hmm. So don't fucking point it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel like I would have rated this movie higher if I would have gotten this. I feel like I'm biased by my experience to kind of have a little grudge against coming of age movies centered around like high school. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but great for realizing it and, you know, talking about it. That's eh. cool. I just, yeah, I was thinking about that. I had mm-hmm. like a subtle, like, nah. yeah. Yeah. So she meets this girl. I can't think oh, of yes. her name. Oh, yes. We were talking about this. Right. And then she gets to know her and then the girl gives her, gives Kayla her number. She's like, call me whenever. It's sort of in, think yeah. calls her and talks about how great it was to hang out. And then she gets invited to the mall. She's like, a couple of our friends are going to the mall. You want to come? It's a big deal. She freaks out. It's like the best thing. Cause again, everything is high stakes. Yeah. It's the best day. She has to ask her dad to take her there. Um, and there's, they hang out for a minute and then her, her dad is kind of like snooping and he gets caught, which is so hilarious. But Ew. also like, I know that feeling too. Like <laughs> fucking parents are here. No, get out of here. Yeah. One of the other students is like, I don't want to creep you guys out, but there's some old guy that's been staring at us for this like whole time. Yeah. It's not great. I, I want to say too. So what happens next is that the mall scene ends and, and they're driving home. It's, it's Kayla, her high school shadow and this other dude that we met, um, at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick up on any of this when I saw it in Reno because I was, the theater was pretty, pretty empty. It was like a couple of people, but then in Chico at the pageant, it was almost a full theater. So there's a scene where, um, Kayla's in the back seat, the dude is driving and her shadow is in the front passenger mm-hmm. side. And he, she's like, Hey, you want to take Kayla home first? And he's like, Oh, your house is right here. And Kayla's like, no, no, it's fine. 
and then it gets real rapey real fast. Yeah. And the entire theater tensed up. Like everybody knew. Yeah, I don't rapey. I'm going to say rapey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, rapey is not the same as saying there's about to be a rape, but it got very, it got very tense and very uncomfortable and um, sexually inappropriate. Okay. Yeah. With intentions of maybe things not going well because she's not experienced and maybe voicing. Yeah. Uh, consent, nor should she be. She's 13. 14. Yeah. Like it's weird. Cause like if you were, cause let's it's we mentioned the kid that's driving much older. Yeah, he's he's also a senior. Like a senior, yeah. So senior hitting on an eighth grader. It's so I think we should set the scene because I think this is an important conversation to have given given people just the way that things are. Like I don't think this kid and I don't maybe I'm on the wrong side of this, but I I don't think his intention was to take advantage of this girl. He mm, I mean, yeah. I think he was taking a pass. Yeah, he was definitely taking a pass, but in like oh God, I don't know, man. It makes you kind of wonder. Let's set the scene, I suppose. Yeah. Stops the car. He, he's like driving at first. He's like, it's kind of weird talking with you back there. And right. And she's like, I can come up front. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'll pull over and I'll get in the back seat with you. Immediately. Like, huh. And everybody's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then, um, he's like everybody in the theater, everybody in the theater. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And then, um, he's like truth or dare, which is like classic high school. Like, Hey, let's do stuff. Right. Yeah. Like it's creepy and weird when you're not there. Like, ugh, it seems so strange now. Yeah. Um, but I remember like when I was in like middle school, like I was like, okay, if, if I'm going to kiss somebody, like a, an easy way to do it is like a dare. Like if I got dared to kiss a girl, oh, it's not really a kiss. I'm just getting dared. Well, that's why spin the bottle was so exactly. popular. Yeah. Or like seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. But nobody thinks spin the bottles taking advantage of people. No. It's weird. So that's why this, yeah. This Circumstance plays a great deal in that. So he's like, truth or dare. And she's like, truth. And he's like, you're no fun. And there's the whole thing too. She's got no confidence. Yeah. So she's like, Oh, okay. It's no fun. Sorry. Uh, I guess dare. Yeah. And she's got no base of experience or anything no. like this. She's innocent. Yeah. She wants to have a boyfriend. And there was some scenes earlier where she's trying to learn how to give a blowjob from the oh internet. Oh my God. That was, I mean, in the context of this, it's very sad, but, but it was so funny. Like when the banana and her dad, it's yeah. one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah. No, I like, I'll just, I guess I'll just eat it. Mm -hmm. And she eats the banana and then she throws it at him. Yeah. I hate bananas, okay? Well, because he was like, you hate bananas because she was obviously trying to technique it. Right. You know, that was really I funny. love that. She, I love, so she, yeah, that's so funny. She Googles things that are shaped like bananas. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't uh, figure right, that out. Right. Um, but Man. yeah, like her dad is like, no, I, I swear, like I took a note in my phone. Like you don't like bananas. He's trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to be a good dad. Um, anyways, they're in the back seat. Yes. Truth or dare. He takes off his shirt and he's like, I dare you to take off your shirt. And she's like, no, it's a, it makes me like, I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And he's like, do you think I'm comfortable now? Ha ha. It's part of the fun. And he like, tries like, like, like patter. He's like, yeah. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to take my shirt. Um, and then it ends. Thankfully. Yeah. It's a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah, it was, but it was, it was uncomfortable, but it, I don't know. It was I'm not disagreeing, yeah, by any means, but it was just weird. Like I appreciate that he got told no and like totally got out. And, it could have, it yeah, could have been so much. And I think that's that's why everybody in the theater tends to have because like 
this could go bad so quickly. And I think often it does. Yeah, because he's a high school senior and she's in eighth grade. He could very easily overpower and rape her. Right. You know, and I was so afraid that that's where that movie was going. I was like, no, no, no. I know. But I think what's interesting, too, is that even though that didn't happen, I mean, that's still, that's her, you could make the argument, her first formative sexual experience, which is not good. No, it was an eye-opener. And it's not, it's not a thing that's unique. Like, many, many people go through that. And, and it's things that I think can often be overlooked because it's like, you weren't raped. You're fine. But yeah. it's still like that's very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, we should mention the kid jerking off in the class. Oh, that's another thing. That's yeah. just like a thing that she had to deal with. Yeah. I think that one was played as a joke for sure. But that also like that's pretty freaking weird, man. Yeah. it might Even if it was a joke, that's a very twisted. Yeah. But there is that one kid like they're getting that sex ed video that you heard in the trailer also where, where she's like, we're going to learn about these changes in your body. It's going to be lit. And then there's like some kid like masturbating under his shirt. Yeah. And somebody calls me. He's like, I wasn't, I wasn't, no, I wasn't. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I don't know. I think situations like the car scene, um, as at least for me, like as a dude, I'm, I, I was immediately like, fuck, have I ever done that? Like, have I, have I put somebody else in that position? You know what movie it reminded me of? Hmm. I'm sorry. You were just about to get deep. No, no, that was it. I like, I'm, I, I think like if you ever pushed it too far. Yeah. Like, and, and, that's why I'm trying to play devil's advocate for this kid, even though I know he's wrong. Like, like I, I hope to God or gods or whatever exists that I've never done that to somebody, but I don't know. I, I I'm going to say I haven't, but I'm sure other people like don't realize that's happening. Yeah. Like his intention might've been just to like, I just want to flirt. There's no way to defend it. No, he's just creeping. No, he wanted to have sex. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's not good. It's a weird, weird thing, you yeah. know? And, people's psyches are so fragile, you know, like you could have taken a pass and been not aggressive in your opinion, but more aggressive than someone else is used to in a way that they are not used to communicating. And right. Like even in the sense of like playing a truth or dare game with a small group, like you might dare somebody to do something because of pressure put up, put on by you or your friends. Like they might've felt uncomfortable. Like it's such a, ugh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't like it. And it's a weird thing because, like, everyone has wonky experiences at parties when they're young with, like, spin the bottle mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. all the weird stuff like that. I don't know. Is it is it part of a coming of age in America? You know? I Sadly, probably. Like, like I'd never – like, sex education in the educational system is already pretty messed up, not yeah. to mention, like, family dynamics. I yeah. probably think people don't have a great hold on that either. Yeah. It's such an easy thing. Like it's, it's a yes and no situation. And if you learn that from earlier on, like you gotta, you have to ask for things. You have to test the fence like a raptor. Just ask. No, like that's what that kid was doing. He was testing the oh, fence for sure to find out where the no is. Yeah, it's and it's ugh. fucked that like. Yeah, but that's how men, I see it at bars all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. See grown men hitting on women. They're yeah. testing the fucking and, fence. And, and then like the second a girl gets involved, she's like, "No, come on, I'm just joking." Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I had a conversation with a family member recently uh, about feminism mm. and that family member told me they were explicitly not a feminist. Mm. The family member happened to be a woman. Okay. And I was like, what do you think feminism is? Yeah. Uh, Cause I identify it. This is the most feminist conversation we've had, which is a shitty thing to have to categorize it as, but it's a fact that like males tend to have this domineering effect over females. Yeah. Uh, and society is generally okay with it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Joe Rogan recently. I love that one. The second one? The second time he was on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, And it was fascinating listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about why he doesn't identify as being an atheist. 
Um, can I? No, I have my own reasons for not identifying as that. But what did he say? Well, his his logic is that uh, any particular group at any given time is exemplified and defined by the actions of its most prominent leaders. Okay. So, like a thing is what the people that represent it are portraying it as. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all the things that prominent atheists do, I don't do. I don't argue with Christians and tell them they're wrong, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Kind of yeah. the same thing like with feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much I should comment on being a feminist because I'm a male and I don't have a take, but I could see how someone uh, wouldn't want to identify with some of the ideals represented by feminism's current leaders or the people that proclaim feminism in the most public eye or, you know, the most radical feminism. Two things. Um, yes, definitely. I think for sure, like, if 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 the leader or if the face of feminism is is just an angry person yeah. who hates men. For no reason. To like, the downfall. Well, for I mean, maybe reasons, for, but that's one thing. And you don't have to identify as that. Number two, um, as a man, you can still identify as a feminist. Like, sure. So because well, like, feminism at its core is equal rights because we're all human. Right. And I think that's the misconception that this family member I was talking to, um, I was I told you I was in South Dakota, so I had a lot of extended family members around me. Yeah. That live in South Dakota. Um, which they, we have different ideals. Um, but like there's perception, right? And and then maybe to them a feminist, quote unquote, is somebody who just is angry all the time and yeah. is loud and in their brain is like just wants to have every baby aborted and uh, socialism and th- that's what feminism is. And it's like that's not you don't have to. That's not what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's, or to there's, them it is so like perspective. Well, you're looking at that from someone from South Dakota looking yeah. at their idea of feminism is maybe a militant, angry feminist. Yeah. That misrepresents the total the whole cause. But I think what you have to do is, and this is what I told them, like two things, words change yeah, um, and, and perceptions change. So like maybe you were told that's what a feminist was, but that's certainly not what it is now. It's yeah. probably not what it was then. Yeah. You have to change your opinions. Also, blanket statements are never true. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Exactly. Which in and of itself is an absolute. Exactly. So that's not great. But, right. You know. But it's, it's the truth though. No, everything is any one thing all the time usually usually the usually saves it from being the thing that you're discussing that it is primarily yes you know yeah so it's it's just weird don't make blanket statements i'm i'm learning that my favorite things to talk about are uh this social social things Mm -hmm. and then time travel i was just thinking about the deadpool (laughs) episode this is my favorite danger zone since deadpool we should we should start another podcast just called social issues in time yeah, that's a that's a podcast I would ne- like if if I heard that there were two guys like us doing it I would never listen to. I would it, never. But I would love to, to be on it. Uh, yeah, we should just. That's more just like a conversation that totally. you have yes. without recording it because you could probably say some dumb shit. Yeah, which is in well not the dumb shit part, but like I've said in the past, like I don't want to listen just to, to a couple of people talking. I'm not interested. Yeah, but maybe I am. Like if I don't know, I don't you know. are. You're they just you have to listen to people talk about the things that intrigue you and people that intrigue me. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's why I can listen to like Neil deGrasse Tyson sure. talk forever. And I went, I found out he has a podcast, downloaded all of them. Does he really? Yeah, it's called Star Talk, and he has celebrities and comedians on his his show to like try and get science out to the masses. That's awesome. I love that dude. Let's tie this back into eighth grade. Okay. So that was a long rant on consent, and I loved it. Sure. Uh, it's fascinating stuff, man, and formative experiences. And I mean, this movie sparked an interesting conversation about formative experiences mm-hmm. and things like that and consent. And 
this movie's important, like you said, in so many yeah. ways about just it captures being a child. Yeah. Um, I so let's maybe jump back to the fire scene. Yes. She decides that was right after this scene. Yeah. She uh, comes yeah, she right. comes home. You're right. The the guy drops her off, you know, it takes no for no, drops her off, and she runs to her room, super pissed off, like Oh god. Obviously like fucking kills me too. Yeah. Like obviously something's wrong. And her dad, by the way, is used to being ignored. We've said this. Yeah. It's like extra ignoring. She's stomping up the stairs, but like running, not like stomping. sad stomping. And he follows her and like there's just this music comes over any of the sounds we would hear. And it's like her pushing him away and him trying to hug her. Mm-hmm. And ugh. And and then she decides to burn this box. That's right. She had this box that she gave herself in sixth grade. It sounded like, like to the coolest girl yeah. ever. Such a great line. Hey dad. Will you help me burn something? Yeah, in the backyard. I loved it. And it's the first time she's asked him for anything. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. And they go in the backyard and they burn this box. And before they do it, he asks her, all right, are you sure you want to do this? I, I don't know what this is, but I hope whatever it is is positive. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, I'm sure. Yes, it is. Puts on the fire, catches on fire. They're just and, sitting there in silence. Yeah. And, and he's like, hey, what was in that box anyway? She's like, nothing really. Just my hopes and dreams. <laughs> and he gets this look like, all right, this is what we're dealing with. Um, and then they have this conversation I mentioned earlier about... Um, she asks him basically, does it make him sad being her dad? Yeah. Which is so, I can't imagine hearing that as a parent. Yeah. That scene got me. Yeah. I think everyone in the theater was just kind of crying I, at that a point. A couple like, tears. Oof. I was just like, oh oof. God. Cause yeah. And then he explains like, no, like I, I, it's so, it makes me so happy to be your dad. Like yeah. if only you could see you the way that I, and then he paused like the way you really are. Which is amazing. Yeah. You would you would never be sad. I stopped being scared about you a long time ago. And that's when we get to talk about his mom leaving. Or yeah. Her mom leaving. Excuse and me. that's all it was, was like a, a paragraph maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a paragraph about, a paragraph in the script, um, about their relationship. It's not even really about the mom. It's about how it doesn't matter. Like he's still her dad. Yeah. Kind of how he was scared when she left. Yeah. And, and then it went it. from there. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, God, I love that scene. And then it ended with. A close up on him and then her just jumping in his lap oh. and giving him the biggest hug. He was surprised and then, and then grateful, I think is probably surprised. Happy dad. Yeah. And yep. then, so then, um, the, I mean, I, that was, this is maybe my favorite scene in the movie. I think it was the too. pool party scene was fantastic. We yep. should mention that she's invited to the popular girls party by obligation. Cause the mom or the popular girl's mom is like, has a crush on Kayla's dad or something. Yeah. Um, and like has to wear like all the kids are, you know, like doing eighth grade kid stuff. Yeah, playing pool games, drinking Gatorades. Yeah, with their Gatorade uh, mustache. Yeah, um, and she has to walk out. Of course, she's the last one out in like her onesie. And Kayla is not like a quote unquote hot girl. Like she's an average, normal. Kid. Yeah, yeah, and has to like go out and be a part of this, and like has to. She gets forced to like come in the front for the picture, which is not something she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scene is immediately followed by the karaoke scene which is interspliced with her talking about in one of her YouTube videos, confidence. She's like, at one point I thought confidence was something you were born with, but basically to be confident, you just have to pretend that you're confident and eventually you'll get confident. And then she sings karaoke and it's an amazing, like it's this little tiny moment where she fulfills the, the thing that she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. She's faking it and she made it. Exactly. Yep. It's very good. And then the last thing where she tells off that, girl who's not an evil bully i think that's important too like a lot of these movies focus on one bully and they're like the worst yeah this girl's just like a dumb kind of not nice girl she's more indifferent yeah you know which is sometimes worse yeah 
Yeah. And then Kayla finally gets to tell her off in sort of a clunky way. But like a super Kayla yeah. way. Yeah. It and was great. She goes on a date with the goofy kid from the pool. Yeah. Which is lovely. And yeah. not even a date. I think they're just friends hanging out. Yeah. But I thought it was great. Yes. I love this movie. Yeah. It had a really nice overall arc and it had a nice mm. feel. Left you feeling good. Made you think some things. Yeah. It was good, man. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i good on this, man. This yeah. is a good talk. It was a good talk. It was a great chat. Yeah. It was. So, final thoughts. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I think I'm there, man. Okay. In that case, stay tuned for next week. We're covering a film called The Rider. It's a great movie. came out uh, earlier in 2018. We both really like it. Mm-hmm. We think you'll like it, too, if you haven't seen it. We're covering a few indie films in a row. Yep. Deal um, with it. Deal with it. Yeah, uh, I know that the writer is available if you live in Chico at all the best to rent. You can catch it before our episode drops, so you can essentially experience it with us. Yep, or rent it on Amazon Prime. Oh, there you go, yeah. I think it was like six bucks to rent it in HD. Yeah, not bad. right. Um, as always, if you have seen 8th Grade or drank any of the beers we covered, we'd love to hear from you. We're on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. And I think we're there, dude. Yeah, check it out. Give us some feedback on the beers. Until then, I'm professional carny, Johnny Summers. And I am award-winning bourbon drinker, Max Minardi. Have a great week. Goodbye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.